Hello, friends. It's Ariel Hawani of The Ringer MMA Show. I'm Chuck Mindenhall. And I'm Pete Carroll. And together, we are Three Pack. Follow and listen to The Ringer MMA feed exclusively on Spotify for all the latest in the world of mixed martial arts. And join us live on Spotify Greenroom after every big event. See you then. Love yous. Mwah. There's a lot that could impress you about the all-new Honda Prologue EV. True, it's got class-leading passenger space and clean, thoughtful design and intuitive technology. But what really sets the Prologue apart from the competition is that it's more than an EV. It's a Honda. Honda, the power of dreams. Visit honda.com slash prologue to learn more. This episode is brought to you by Lululemon. Guys, if you're ready for a new pair of pants, try one of Lululemon's ABC pants. They're made to make you look and feel good. And there's lots of different styles to choose from. My favorite, because I walk around LA every day, I like the joggers. I'm not jogging, I'm just walking fast. But if you're working out, I would try them out. And if you want something a little sleek, maybe business-like, maybe try the ABC Slim Fit Trouser, but I am a joggers guy. I just, once COVID happened, I was just like, I'm, I wanna wear jogging pants and joggers and all kinds of soft pants as much as I possibly can, especially when I'm working out. Ultra comfortable and versatile. ABC pants are really in a league of their own. Buy a pair right now at lululemon.com. Shout out, Jack The major stick. Oh, my goodness. It's professional wrestling. 24-7. Mage. Stay mage and enjoy yourself. Wrestling. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome on this special holiday edition, the world's number one sports and recreation podcast, G-Pete. I am your forever 24-7 champion as we rapidly approach the one-year milestone of that title win, which we will obviously celebrate with a special look-back episode. I just decided that right now. And uh, no place to, to find holiday cheer like... Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, where we find the EST of CHP, the physically large stack guy, Greg. That's right. They say bad things happen in Philadelphia, but not during the holiday season. It's the best place to be during the holiday season. Is that true? I got to say, I really enjoy it. They have like a, they have a lot going on by City Hall. I'll say this much. I, lifelong New Yorker here, grew up in the city, have been in and all, all in and around the city, and I have enjoyed the holiday season in Philadelphia much more than uh, New York's holiday season. Why? Because New, 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 have... York, New York feels too annoying? 
Yeah, it's so crowded, especially like down by the Rockefeller Center tree and like the storefronts. It's all beautiful. I'm not taking anything away from it, but I mean, Philly is much but, more digestible and you can do a lot more. Yeah, but I mean, what about Christmas in Harlem? I mean, as as beautifully sung sung about by Tiana Taylor and Jim Jones <laughs> at some point. Listen, Christmas in Harlem is elite, and you know we can't we can't forget about Christmas time in Hollis, Queens. That's I mean, you that's know? the origins of Christmas time. Essentially, starts in Hollis, Queens. Exactly, exactly. But but I really do enjoy. Uh, I these think Philadelphia holidays. I, I think SGG. If if we if we were to totally lift up the curtain. Still would would prefer to be in New York, but he doesn't know if that's ever going to be possible. So he's easing himself into loving Philadelphia in case this is the permanent residence. Well, no, here's, this here's the thing: every New Yorker, New York is the top, like greatest city in the world. We would live there, stay there, all of that. So New York can't be beat. But I'm a I consider myself to be a well traveled man, and I feel like sure, sure you are. For, to appreciate these places, you can't really compare them to any other place because then you go, you know, they're not going to be Philadelphia is Philadelphia. It's not going to be New York. It's not like a, a little New York. It's not like a New York. But if you add this or take away that, like it's Philly. So you got to appreciate each city for what it has instead of like comparing it to to the GOAT. Honestly, you can't compare it to the GOAT. And and if you end up in Philadelphia permanently, you'll be okay with this. Yeah, it's it's a real city. It's a big city. They you know they they get. I agree with that. It's on it's on my real city list. It's on my very limited in the tiers of mage. Philadelphia is up there pretty high for American cities. Yeah, same same. And honestly, for me, that's that's all I need. Just be a real city, and I will be happy. Like you got your own identity. You got your own things going on. It's fly. It's fun. You know what I mean? It's 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 a real city. I, a lot, I, I, I'll here. tell you this right now. There will be a lot of controversy when I unleash my tears of real cities. <laughs> Can you do it right now? I mean, let's do it right I'll, now. I'll, t- I'll tell you this. I'll tell you this. Obviously, the top tier is... Is are we doing just United by, States or are we doing worldwide? Oh, no, only United States. Only United States. Only United States. So, yeah, 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 okay. Yeah, yeah, no. The whole world, there's the world too many. Change the game. Yeah, there's too, there's too many. Uh, the controversies live in the United States where the top tier cities are top tier. Yeah. Um, New York. Of course. Chicago. Yep. Chicago's and, annoying about their top tier status, though, by the way. They want to be well, number yeah. one, but just, just accept that you're in the top tier. Stop, stop trying to. You know I, what I mean? Anyone, anyone from Chicago who reasonably, who, who would legitimately try to argue they're ahead of New York, is is silly. It's a great yeah. place. You could even argue it you like it more. I don't have a problem if you like it more, but don't say it's more of a city. It's not more of a city, right? It's yeah. I, I there's a chance that I have the top tier as only New York and Chicago. There's a chance. <laughs> Whoa. See that's where and, it gets controversial, and then and then second tier, you get to, you know, um, Philadelphia, Boston, um, the Bay Area, the Bay Area is in your, and in they, your top real cities, and they might fight to be in the top tier, and 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 with good reason because the bay really does have everything like they also have everything you need See, i haven't been there but i do know that they have their own like identity and they have like 
No, the bay has culture. the bay has everything. It does. It's just spread out a little differently because we're talking about essentially two cities. But you know, listen, you could which, like, which is like kind Jay-Z of a cheat said, code if you say it's two cities as the. But so is New York. Let's be real. The five boroughs is like five cities. It so, is. It, they, <laughs> that's a cheat code too. So, but it's all you know, it's under the banner of New York City, though. Like like Jay Z said, though, you know, Oakland's kind of like Brooklyn. Um, so I, I would say I would put the Bay Area between tier two and they might be tier one. Now, then you start talking about after that. And this is where the controversy is. Yeah, it sounds like you're going to say L.A. is not a real city. No, no, it's it's it might be tier three. Houston, Houston, L.A., Miami, tier three. Because to me, what those those cities don't have the downtown cultural walkable cities okay. that tier one and tier two have. Tier okay. you listen, say what you want about Boston and Philadelphia, but they both have like a mix of real downtown and neighborhoods that are within the city boundaries that are walkable and have See, everything you need. And that's the key too, right? That's where a lot of these these cities get thrown off is like they're so vast that like what are this what are even the city boundaries? You know what I mean? Like what's actually within the city boundaries and and what can you consider as being part of these cities? Well, and listen, let me be real before people get their feelings hurt. I, I listen, I'm in Palm Springs right now. And I I came here from <laughs> Los Angeles. And as I'm here, I'm like, man, Palm Springs, yet again, another dope thing L.A. has as like a feather in its cap of like the place to go retire and chill out is Palm Springs two hours away. And it's luxurious, right? It's great. I would I would probably put L.A. at the top of the list of places I want to live right next to New York. But that doesn't change the fact that I don't consider it to be a real city. Right. It's and, just and a, it's yeah, a different thing altogether. Your walkability factor definitely. um that's a that's a key criteria. It's it, it's, it really it's huge. Is. It really it's is. huge. And and also the truth is, like yes, there are things to do in downtown L.A., but that's not really where most people who move to L.A. are spending all their time. Is downtown L.A. It's not like right. it's becoming downtown L.A. is becoming a place to go. But that alone to me shifts it out of the conversation. Oh, you're always driving everywhere. You're constantly driving. On three lane, uh, three lanes each direction road. So six lanes of traffic, with right. with with strip malls on both sides. That's basically the entire Los Angeles area, and I love it. I enjoy it. I would live here. I hope to live here one day. But I just don't. You can't quite put it next to Boston, Philadelphia, New York, Chicago in terms of how those downtowns feel. I'm sorry, yeah. kid. And I hate that I agree with you about Boston being ranked so high, but it, I mean, no, Boston's great, man. It's, listen, I agree with your city criteria, and if I'm gonna agree with your city criteria, then I have to also agree that Boston is up there. I can't find a reason to to bump it down as much as I would want to. No, uh, Ebro loves to like talk ish about Boston on like some, you know, uh, '80s Celtics hating and now Patriots hating and now like. Um, talking about the racism of Boston, et cetera. Yeah. But I'm like, Ebro, we now live in a time where we know that racism is everywhere. But Boston was just more open about it, okay? There's yeah. no need to hate Boston more than any place else. It's And, and it, it is culturally downtown. It's like a, 
if you're at all a history nerd, if you're just even a little bit of a history nerd, it's just such a fun place to be where like you have the fun, cool things to do mixed with the American history stuff right through it. It's pretty fire. And let's be real about your top tier. An underrated aspect of the top tier that you established is that all these places have a subway that people actually take. You know what I Facts. mean? I feel like that's that a huge is, fact. That is a huge factor in in what makes a city. That is a huge, that is big, because the L.A. subway is practically a novelty. I'm not saying there aren't people who take it, but I don't know anyone who takes it. Now, I know this is I know this is all going to generate some heat from my Los Angelino friends, people like the great wrestling for sale who cooked a delicious chicken bolognese on Christmas Eve. Was it, was it Magnifique? Chef's Kiss. Chef's Kiss. Delightful. Just a delight. Um... You know, we had a we had a lovely, lovely time and delicious, delicious bolognese. We were gonna do like a bit of a party, and because of the Omarion of it all, we ended up just turning it into me, Natalie, Dip, uh, Ted, and Ted's wife Emily. It was just the five of us, but it was a great, great time. Um, shout out to my man, the great Barry Blaustein, reached out to me while I was in. Oh wow! Um, shout out to Barry. Yeah, he wanted to try to get together, and I, I unfortunately told him we'd kind of bare boned it because of the uh omarion of it all but he told me that he is enjoying the new 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 era of cheap heat more than any era in history and he said frankly the kibitzing and nonsense is is what he's enjoying the most <laughs> well he's gonna love this for oh, oh oh my god did we offend barry with the la we could Listen, barry's we well could. traveled too he knows he knows the real Listen, it's like I said, I want to get a house there. I love my I LA is one of the few places on earth that when I'm there, I feel at home. Like I've spent that much time there. I love being in LA. I'm good in LA. It's just not what I consider to be a city in the New York tradition. By the way, there are things about New York being such a great quote city that annoy the hell out of me. I don't want it all the time. I don't want city <laughs> all the time. Sometimes it's annoying. You know? I live on the upper west side to kind of get away from it. It's it's I won't say too fast paced. It's very fast paced, and I, I notice myself change as soon as I touch down in the boroughs. Like I um I need I need to move at a certain pace. If you're not moving at that pace, I feel like my my fuse is a little bit shorter. Yeah, it's listen. New York is amazing in the fall and spring, but winter and summer can can be tough. Um, SGG, we're gonna do a a, a quick little episode today for the holidays. Um, Dipperstein is hanging out with his family in Florida. I believe he's with his uncle today. So, Happy birthday to his uncle too, right? Don't they, are they having a birthday gathering? Oh, I, I believe that is what he said. That's correct. And by the way, I do got to tell you guys, I saw Dipper Lago. Wow. It is it is, uh, it is well above Dipperstein Towers. Wow. It's, it's something. I've never been to Dipperstein Towers, but I heard Dipperstein Towers was... SGG, aren't made. you going to Los Angeles soon? Yeah, in the week. Well, so, why are you not staying at Dipper Lago? You're you're making a huge mistake. Well, no, I don't want to. I don't want to impose because we got some people to see. So I don't want anybody to feel like they have to host and then be on and da 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 da. So we're gonna go visit. I mean, the guest room situation is just so. It's so lovely. It's a luxurious <laughs> guest situation. The man, once you see when you see his entertaining room that he has the size of this entertaining room, you go, oh, okay, this is a guy who wants company. I don't even have to feel bad because <laughs> if you have a if you're a single man with a place this big, you want company. It's the only yeah. logical explanation. 
The place is garganch. It had Natalie and I looking through. We were on Zillow that day like, man, we need to find a spot. What are we doing? This is kind of life <laughs> of my living. Um, so anyways, uh, we look for what, – what, when are you going – how long are you in Los Angeles for? Just a couple of days. It's going to be a quick trip. Ugh, let me tell you. Oh, I forgot to tell everyone. You may have noticed on my social media me complaining <laughs> about American Airlines. Uh-huh. At, after my whole spiel about the lady who <laughs> took care of everything on American, I shouted her out and everything. I'm like, it man, she saved the day. I showed up to the airport, and I, I, I don't like to admit that I often end up running late for flights, but even when I really try to be early, I still end up cutting it too close. I admit it. Well, they, they see Peter Rosenberg, and they hold the plane. It's uh, Let's be honest. I, I, well, evidently not, SGG. Um but that's not that's not exactly what happened here though. We get to the airport an hour before our flight, okay? Which I that's still know is going to be t- should be fine except for that I'm noticing when I'm trying to check in, they still have me on the old flight at 9:30. Keep in mind, it's 3:30. I'm attempting to get on the 4:30. And now I'm trying to check in, it says I'm on a 9:30. Meanwhile, and you take the fee too. Ate the fee. They switched Natalie. Natalie's on the 4.30. I'm still on the 9.30. Oh, my God. And when I go to the counter to tell them what's going on, I ne- I, a, a look of panic struck the woman's <laughs> face. This poor lady started trying to bust her ass to make up for the mistake that was made for me on the phone because she looks at my account. She looks at the ticket. She's like, they never finished it. They didn't buy you the ticket. Oh, she's like, she's like I see God. the notes here. I see the notes, but they didn't do it. They they half-assed it. They didn't they didn't click the final return button or whatever it was. So there was no a four thirty flight, and Natalie and I ended up fortunately getting on the five thirty flight. And all's well that ends well. But SGG, I, I tell you all of this to say oh, that tri- wow. that trip to L.A. is long as hell, boy. That is. <laughs> Listen, I've done it. I believe you. I've I've done it by plane. I've done it by bus. So I know. Wait, you've done it by bus? I've done it by bus. From where to where? From New York to LA. On Stopped bus. In a, on a bus. On a Greyhound bus. Me and the whole fam. Uh, my aunt passed away in 1990. And we went. And I, I still remember segments of that trip. I remember the I remember the depot in Ohio. It has like a nice arcade um or at least it did i don't know if it still has it but how many of you got on the bus and how long was the trip three days it was days long it was days long and we we held down like a whole section of the bus it was like all my brothers sisters moms couple of cousins just held down the back of the bus and we just went to la pay our respects that is well, listen, if anyone's ever trying to figure out the the socioeconomic dynamics of the cheap heat show, know that you have Dipperstein, whose parents basically bought him every single wrestling item that was available for sale. I saw his garage the other day. It's legitimately a store. It's he a warehouse? He has a store. Yo, he has a full... If Dip wanted to open a store tomorrow... With all old WWF crap, and I not all of it's crap. Some of it's crap, really cool. No crap in the loving sense, though. Of, of course, people would not place the value 
that we place on these items. Crap. In some that. of the well, no, and even in the sense that some of them have value and some do not. But <laughs> he has everything. And then on the flip side, flip side of that equation, you have SGG who had to pile onto a bus to go to Los Angeles for a funeral. That I'm laughing at it, but that is a nightmare. <laughs> oh my god! Listen, your I'm, your mom. I'm must sure have, it was. I'm sure it was. Whose mom? Whose poo passed away? Her sister. My mom's sister passed away. Damn, and she had to deal with all y'all on the bus. That is a yeah. nightmare. Wow, that must have been a weekend she looks back on lovingly, I'm, I'm sure. <laughs> Hated oh, it. <laughs> hey, that was a rough time. Oh. Oof. Okay, anyways, from that to positive things, we'll get into a day one preview here. Uh, SUG, is there anything major outside the ring? Do we have an update on the COVID situation, anything like well, that? Well, yeah, I was going to say, I hope that's not a pun because um, there's some speculation that a lot of superstars were COVID positive after uh, the WWE MSG holiday card this weekend had to be uh, reshuffled a little bit. Um, Becky Lynch, Bianca Belair, Big E, um, Seth Rollins, they all weren't able to appear. Um, if there's anybody else forgetting, I'm apologizing, I apologize, but um, they weren't able to appear. The speculation is that this was due to COVID. Um, Edge was rushed in to participate in the steel cage match in um in the place of Biggie and Kevin Owens, Natalia was rushed in for a match. Um, I don't. I believe Zelina didn't appear. Queen Zelina. What? So, yeah, I have to double check that. But I, I believe she didn't. She wasn't able to appear. And then on Monday, as you saw, a lot of people appeared from home. Biggie cut a promo from home. Um, Seth did the same. Bobby Lashley was not seen on Monday. Um, so, you know. The speculation, obviously, is that is that this is COVID related. Nothing's been confirmed, but let's I just, wonder how let's much of remember. Uh, go ahead. Card sorry. subject to change. Card subject to Card change. Card subject to change. That one. is correct. And I also wonder how much of this was you have confirmed positives, and how much of it is um, being cautious. Um, you know, people who were in close contact and they're like, we can't risk not having them at day one. So let's just keep them home for this week. Um, that is all very interesting because as we record this on Wednesday, we're four days away from this card, which has taken shape to be so feel sort of like a a big four pay-per-view almost. Maybe just outside of that is kind of what it feels like. Yeah, definitely have to agree. And um I, I feel like your sentiment might be might be spot on that, you know, with, with the way things are going, they have matches that they absolutely needed to protect. And so they pulled people from, from these appearances to make sure that these matches um, go on as planned. It is the hope, right? That's me thinking very optimistically because on Friday, SmackDown, it's a clip show. So we're not going to get really any indication of what happened to who. Wait, it's a clip show? I'm pretty sure it's like a year in review type of show. So, oh, within them just previewing day one, right? So I, I don't. So it's think not a real. Get... It's not a real traditional go home show. You're saying, right? So any indication of of what the issue is, if we get one at all, we're gonna just have to get at day one. Well, one thing is clear from uh, SmackDown is that they they're furthering the Paul Heyman. Only wants to work for Roman Reigns. He's depressed. He's sad. He gave his life to Roman Reigns. Did you feel that the interview 
that Kayla started the show with with Heyman uh, made fit well in your idea that Heyman will turn out to still be with Roman Reigns. Yeah, I think so. I think I think I think so because I mean, listen, that's the biggest asset that Paul Heyman is to anybody is that he's able to be manipulative. So this teary-eyed Paul Heyman hat-in-hand promo, it's all manipulation. It's all for us to feel sympathy for him, Brock especially, so that when the time comes, he's just close enough that the knife goes in his back real deep. So I'm sticking with it. I'm sticking with it. Uh, Although I will say this. mm -hmm. No, go right ahead. No, you go ahead. No, because I was going to say, I saw a tweet, though, that somebody else fantasy booked that... um, Maybe Heyman is really on the outs with Roman. And then, you know, he says, you know, listen, I've dedicated 40 years to this family and I'm not going to stop just because Roman says there's only one person who could help me out. And then after Roman beats Brock, Heyman calls in the great one and they get rolling to WrestleMania. And I got to say, I like that, too. I wish I could remember who tweeted. I'll try to find it before we close the show. But I like that, too. Well, and wait, do they mean Heyman brings in Rock for WrestleMania? Heyman brings in Rock. So not necessarily that he manages the Rock, but that he just says, listen, I love your family. This Roman thing is getting out of hand, and there's only one person who can handle it. And then if you smell, and we get the whole Rock Rock Roman thing that we've, we we want it this year. Let's be honest. Hollywood's a great place to do it, but we want it this year. I think it's important for, like, like I've said many times, they, for them to have at least one absolute mega match on WrestleMania this year. And I don't know what that match is if it's not The Rock. I don't know what else is out there as the absolute box office smash um, will get bring in the casual fan, will excite the hardcore fan. What is that match out there? Um to me, it probably is the Rock. We it could have still been this. It still could have been a Cena match, um, but they decided to use Cena and Roman as the big SummerSlam build, and so that is essentially gone. I think as a box office smash item, um, it does beg the question: Will we see John Cena at WrestleMania? Um, I would certainly hope so. You know, based on what we saw of him at SummerSlam and the couple of months after SGG. John Cena is still in the prime of his life. Uh, that is not going to last forever. So, <laughs> although there's anybody who can push it, it's Cena because that looks is great. true. Now you could you could see Cena being the Tom Brady of professional wrestling. Both uh, Boston guys, well, Cena more than Brady, I suppose. But uh, you, you could see Cena being that guy who manages to keep doing it deep into his forties uh, and being fifty years old and still being in great shape. That is true. Um, but you wonder whether they'll hit the old, uh, in case of emergency, break glass on John Cena, particularly if they don't get the rock for Dallas. I've said this before, and I'll say it again. I don't believe in the whole, it has to be the rock in Hollywood. I, to yeah, me, like me it's- the location of WrestleMania, it's relevant for the people who go. That's right. it. And that is a small percentage of who consumes WrestleMania. Like, you're talking about, you know, 75,000 tickets. I- even if it's two nights, it's still going to be the same people both nights, right? Basically. So maybe 100,000. Yeah. Maybe 100,000 tickets over the two days. To, or 100,000 different people, I should say. 
on an event that you're hoping to get to a few million, several million people. Um, so to me, that whole idea of it has to be in Hollywood because that's where The Rock is famous. Like, I don't. Yeah, he he's famous in Dallas too, guys. I don't know if you know this. He's international, worldwide celebrity. And I'll tell you this. Uh, SoFi may look amazing. I don't know if anything in the world's going to look bigger than it looks in Dallas. That Dallas yeah. staging is as big as it gets. Dallas and- is ridiculous. So in terms of the big Hollywood, big fight feel, we need to have all hands on deck. Uh, to me, that may be Dallas more than anything. Yeah, especially like you said, too, because, I mean, I don't know how many people SoFi holds, but the last time Rock was in Dallas, he didn't he announce like a, a insane number as like we broke the record. Congratulations, guys. And and that stadium is monstrous down in Dallas. Yeah, that was uh, 30, right? 32, I want to say, because 30 was New Orleans and then 31 was. Um, 30 was, oh, oh, 30 was New Orleans when, when Hogan said Silverdome. Yeah, yeah. Wait, you, oh, 31 was California? 31 was California. The, the and WrestleMania play button. And was Dallas? Yes. What was 33? 33 was... I can't remember where 33 was. Oh, 33 was Orlando. 33 was Orlando. 34 oh, yeah, I was remember that place. back to New Orleans. 34 was New Orleans again. Yeah. And then 35 was um, New York. New York City. 36 Whack. was WrestleMania in your house. Right? 36 in your house. 37 was Tampa. Yeah. 38 Dallas. Yo, isn't it such a shame, by the way, that to me, at least, as long as MetLife is the home, New York WrestleManias are friggin' whack to me. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Especially especially after this last one, they really got to figure out that transit situation because... Nah, man. A two-day it, it tr- two without the transit. That? No. Dude, listen. Even if the transit was good, that place has no feeling. It yeah. just sucks. I'm telling you, if they stick with this two-night SGG... How mage would it be if 40 was two nights in the garden? Yeah, I, w- I wish they did. I wish they kept every 10. Like, they did 10 in the garden, 20 in the garden. If they'd done for 30 and then do 40 in the garden, it, it just would be amazing to me. But they would never do it just because of the limited the limited capacity on the on the seats. Don't you think you could make that up with the price you could charge in the garden, though? I think I think you could. I think you could. I, I don't know like if they could. realize that. I feel like people would spend a lot of money to sit high up in the guard with only 17,000 in there, whatever the number is. If you had 17,000, they'd fill it to the rafters. It would be so, so cool. It just, it would hit so, so much different than MetLife does. It's just, let me, I don't know. I don't know. We have an idea now that the only way WrestleMania can feel like a big deal is if it's in a stadium. And I understand that in terms of like surely the, the tickets, but the garden's bigger than the tickets. Mm-hmm. It's, it's more than the ticket sales, in my opinion. All right, we're, we're absolutely all over the place. Before 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 we get to our day one preview, let me ask you this, P, because you just made me think of something. Okay. Was WrestleMania 2 that much of a failure that they wouldn't attempt to do WrestleMania all in New York and then do like the first little bit in Hammerstein and then the second little bit 
and Barclays, and then like the main event matches in the garden, and just like bounce around the venues like that, like they did for WrestleMania too. Well, that's also how they did it for Raw twenty five. Right? They did Raw 25 yeah. at the Barclays Center and Hammerstein. Yeah. Um, and WrestleMania 2, of course, they did New York, Chicago, LA. Could you sell tickets to all three, to two or three buildings in New York? You know, that's a great point, SUG. If you did, if you could get the Barclays Center and the Garden to both be cool with working together on this, and then you could sell. 18,000 in each, right? Right. But then the thing is, you're talking about two venues and potentially two nights? <laughs> yeah. That's that's, Listen, that's oh, no, no. no, no, but you know what? No, but you could do it because here's here's how you do it. You do you do four or five matches in each venue each night. Yeah. You know, and then you have one, you know, night one close at the Barclays Center, night two close at the Garden, and you just give an equal amount of awesome to both venues. Because um, I think that's what tripped up that Raw. That's what tripped up that Raw is that there wasn't enough awesome. I forget which in venue Hammerstein. got. In It was in Hammerstein. Which, yeah, they got gypped on the awesome a little bit, but um, if you spread it out. That is an interesting thought. Uh, listen, I'm biased. Maybe some of y'all will hit us up and say you love MetLife. As someone who just spends time there <laughs> for different events. Happen. I don't think I that's going to happen. MetLife to me, just it doesn't even look good. When you go back and watch on TV, it just always looks like, oh, what were they doing? Like I haven't went back to watch 35. Um, I was not very dialed into that mania, though I was there. But, the, but I remember going back to watch 29. I, I was never impressed by 29. Yeah, I, I'm with you. The, the the last two, don't get me wrong, 35 gave us some big moments, but you know, by the that was the one I think that made them realize they had to go two nights. The fatigue just set in too yeah. hard. That was the Kofi Mania night, and that was the yeah. That was probably the last time we'll ever have one night. Yeah, I mean, good because if they, if there was one that should have been two nights of of all the one night ones, that's the one because I feel like Becky's moment. Didn't didn't fully get what it deserved because it was like it was pushing one a.m. at that point. Also, it's such a brilliant thing as far as advertisers go. Their sponsors now are getting a captive audience for two straight nights. Yeah, you're not getting half the audience one night and half the other. You're essentially <laughs> getting you probably lose a few people, but you're still getting a way bigger number when you think about the fact that you're getting such a huge captive audience on both nights. Mm -hmm. um, anyways, we will have. A captive audience uh, this Saturday for the day one pay per view. Um, SGG, is this the first we had? We've had a SummerSlam on a Saturday, and we've had WrestleMania on a Saturday. So far, that's it, right? Yes, I'm pretty sure Survivor Series was still on a Sunday. It was, um, and and I'm Royal Rumble last year was still a Sunday. Yep, and I, but I'm looking at the calendar. The calendar for next year, I think we get a we get a bunch of Saturday pay per views um, coming up. So this might be the trend. They might be moving over. Well, this to, is this is this is back to back, baby. Day one's on a Saturday at the beginning of the month, and Royal Rumble's on a Saturday at the end of the month. Yeah. Which, by the way, I, I I'm I'm into it. I'm into it. I think it gives you 
an opportunity if you like want to watch with friends and kind of have people over and make it more of an event. It's hard to do that on Sundays with people who have jobs, kids, et cetera, et cetera. I think on Saturday it gives you a lot more room to have fun. Now, there's some people who are going to say, I can't do it on Saturday. That's the night my wife expects to hang out with me or my husband wants to do blah, 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 and I'm not going to be able to do it. But I think for the average person, especially if you have a partner that's into it with you, oh, Saturday is way better. And especially if you're traveling, getting to travel on a Sunday is is way better. Because like you said, if you got to work and then you went to the show on Sunday – Monday's a wrap. You got to hope you got the day off. But at least if it shows on a Saturday, depending on how you do it, you might not even have oh, to what? miss work. For me, you fly it's in the night before or the day before, and then you fly out on a Sunday, and that's it. Yeah, it's. I mean, um, it's going to be. This is way easier for me too. This episode is brought to you by NetSuite by Oracle. As your business grows, you might start seeing some lag. There's too much work for your team, too many different processes, and it takes forever to close the books. If this sounds like you. You should know these three numbers, 37,000, 25, and 1. 37,000 is the number of businesses that have upgraded to NetSuite by Oracle. It's a cloud financial system that can help streamline accounting, financial management, inventory, HR, and more. 25, that's how many years NetSuite has been helping businesses do more with less. And 1, because your one-of-a-kind business deserves a customized solution for your KPIs. It's like when you come here for this podcast or when you check out your favorite website to gather all the info you need to make better decisions for your fantasy leagues. Well, NetSuite does that for your business and then some. It's one efficient system, one source of truth with everything you need to grow. Right now, download NetSuite's popular KPI checklist designed to give you consistently excellent performance absolutely free at netsuite.com slash ringer. That is netsuite.com slash ringer. This episode is brought to you by hotels.com. If you're busy like me and you're trying to catch your kids' games, it's important to have somewhere where you can go to find a good hotel. We're all over the place. Sometimes... You know, we're in Florida, we'll be in New York. We want to take the wife on a quick vacation and get away. Whether you're looking for a relaxing getaway or heading out of town to see the playoffs, Hotels.com app has a perfect hotel for every trip. Compare up to five hotels side by side so you can see prices, amenities, and star ratings without having to switch back and forth between options. So start planning your next getaway and find your perfect somewhere in the Hotels.com app today. This episode is brought to you by Empower. You got money questions like... Can I retire early? What are my best savings options? Can I afford to pay for my kid's education? Luckily, Empower has all the answers. With Empower's real-time dashboard and real live conversations, you get clarity on your real-life financial goals. So join 18 million Americans and Empower What's Next. Start today at Empower.com. Tap the banner or visit this episode's page to learn more. Sponsored by Empower, not an endorsement or a statement of satisfaction by a client. All right, SUG, so let's get into the day one card. All right, so card's subject to change. We already mentioned that, but let's just pretend as no, if these today, are going on now. In today's, in today's uh, uh, predictions, we're going to pick who's going to get banged for COVID and not be there at all. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. No. Um, so newly announced as of Monday, um, RK Bro. Versus the Street Profits for the Raw Tag Team Championships. Uh, the Street Profits beat the Mysterios. Um, and what I thought was a good tag team match, even though it got clunky at the end, they earned the right to face RK Bro for the Raw Tag Team Championships. And this match is going to happen at day one. Um, I think it's going to be a uh, a really good match, too. I, I know Randy Orton is known for more of his single stuff, but the RK Bro showed that 
just when everybody counted him out or sort of expected where he was going to be and said, all right, you know, he's great, but this is the level that he's at. He has more to give because that tag team match versus the Usos at Survivor Series, I thought was really good. And and Randy showed that, you know, he's not just a novelty tag guy. He could actually be. No, you know, I agree with tag you. Team. This is turning into a real tag team now um, that, that we will remember for a long time. I loved Randy teasing uh, when when Riddle demanded the hug and he gave him the hug, but then teased the RKO and then hugged him. They're, they're in a special spot right now. Um, obviously, you're going to start thinking about when are they going to break this up, blah, blah, blah. At some point, they have to face each other, probably at WrestleMania. I don't think it happens this week. I think they roll and get another big title defense at day one. So you think they retain? That's correct. Oh wow! Yeah, you know what? I think so too. But I'm going to pick the Street Profits. I just, I just hope Montez doesn't frog splash right into an RKO because he he got the hops. But the problem is, when you go to the air against Randy Orton, you're not going to land the way you want. <laughs> you're going to land into an RKO. So I hope that that's not the case for Montez. But but we'll see. I'm going to pick the Street Profits. You're 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 you. So do you consider? Will this be the beginning of the implosion? for rk bro i don't think it'll be the beginning of the implosion um i think it could just be a competitive win that that they they lost they lose it and then you know they try to regain it maybe they regain it down the road maybe at the rumble or somewhere but i don't know it's just hard to also bet as great as randy orton is it is also hard to bet against the street profits in a tag team match it just really no is. that's true they, they, these guys have won a lot of titles since they've been here they do need it would be nice for the Street Profits to to have another run on top. They've sort of been getting finding their way back towards the top of the card. Uh, but, yeah, I don't think it's time yet. I think it'll be RK, bro. Um, and then the match that everybody's waiting for, Drew McIntyre versus Mad Cat Moss. Uh, just a singles match. No stakes, really. Um, uh, I again, guess I'm you sure this was supposed to be uh, a tag team match. I hate to cut you off. I'm going to go ahead and uh, and I'm going to pick Drew McIntyre in this one. <laughs> Listen, I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to roll with you, Andrew. Drew McIntyre is going to take the victory on this one. And we can continue. Uh, we can continue. I mean, on. listen, you never know. You never know what they're trying to do with Mad Cat Moss or build the Happy Corbin thing more. And somehow they work together and beat Drew McIntyre. But um, this is an interesting spot for them to be in because clearly it seemed like they had a plan to do something with Drew McIntyre and Jeff Hardy. And that didn't happen. So now now people got to improvise. And we'll yep. see what they can so, come up with. Well, listen, like we said, though, Drew is definitely going to come away with this one with the with the victory. Um, I think so. Becky Lynch, Becky Lynch versus Liv Morgan for the Raw Women's Championship. Uh, you only live once, but that will not be at day one. Uh, <laughs> right. Liv Morgan will fight valiantly. She will earn respect. She will impress even the naysayers like SGG. However, she will come up short so. against against Becky Lynch. Listen, I, I hope you're right, especially about that that second point of impressing even the naysayers. Because I feel like, um, for me, I'm not that impressed with her ring work, which is why I don't think it's the time to to actually strap the championship on her and and put even more pressure on her shoulders. So I'm gonna go with Becky Lynch. She's a She's a proven commodity. It, it's not the time to take. If if we were assigning points to our predictions, 
my highest point total would be on Becky Lynch. I yeah. would bet nothing more than on Becky. This whole pay-per-view, she's the number one favorite in the whole pay-per-view. It is, it is a certainty that Becky Lynch is going to walk out with the championship. There's no death, taxes, and Becky Lynch retaining the Royal Women's Championship in a match against Liv Morgan. Edge versus The Miz. Also just a singles match, although I feel like they've earned... They've earned more in just this little bit of time. They, you know, maybe a, a some type of stipulation, no holes barred. I feel like they they could have that, but it's advertised as just a singles match for now, as versus the Midge. Who's the Midge? <laughs> Who's as? I, I don't know. You, I said no. it both. <laughs> um, hey, um, Edge, Edge uh, versus the Miz. <laughs> Troy, Troy, I'm gonna need a drop of as versus the Midge. <laughs> but but um it's hard to pick with this one because you know they're gonna go back and forth. I just wanna give Edge I just wanna give Edge his props for this run that he's been on. When we interviewed him right when he came back, he was like, Man, I just wanna go on a run and have matches with everyone. And that is exactly what he's done. It's just he had the injury slow him down for damn near a year, and then he just kept on rolling. What was it, six months he was out? Yeah. And he just right kept on rolling when he came uh, back. And now here he is in the middle of something great with Miz. Um, I will give the first one to Miz. Yeah, same. Especially if this is a story that's going to continue. It has to go to the Miz first. Um, and at some point, we got to see Beth Phoenix show up and, and make her presence felt. But I'm going to go with Miz on this first one. I hope we get one of those moments where, like, you know, Edge is tied up. And Maurice is just there slapping the ish out of him. Sort of sort of like Sherry and Savage. And then Elizabeth came out of the crowd. We need that moment from Beth where she just shows up. But uh, Legendary she, moment. Will, she will be involved. I, I think she will be. But I'll go Miz here. Yeah. The Usos versus the New Day for the SmackDown Tag Team Championship. Or as SGG says it, the Musos versus the... <laughs> Moo Day. Hold on. Um, it's the Nusos versus the Moo Day. I will go. I'll go Usos. I feel like something's got to give with the bloodline. Roman can't carry Ooh. everybody. So I think I'm going to go. I'm going to go New Day on this one. SGG, you're going New Day and. And Street Profits winning the titles on Sunday. So these are some of the Listen, most SGG. These are some of the most SGG picks of all time. It you is. You didn't even I, mean to. You don't even mean oh, to. But when you look up, I didn't. You're like, <laughs> I did. Listen, they're in Atlanta, but still, that's that's no reason for me to get for me to get crazy. Um, and Woods is from Atlanta, so that's all the more reason for the Usos to retain. Um. But I already, already said did New it. Day. Yeah, I already said New Day. You can't unring a bell. I'm going right. New Day. When I say oos, you say oh. Now, this one is going to be tough to predict. I'll be honest. All right. Fatal four-way match for the WWE Championship. Sure. Bobby Lashley versus yep. Kevin Owens versus Seth Rollins versus Big E. Versus Omicron. <laughs> yeah. In a fatal five way, the fifth, the fifth entry in this match. Yeah, um, 
I'm feeling it's Big E retains here. Um, you know, I really hope they keep going with the Seth and KO thing, right? Um, and and we sort of maybe end up getting a Seth and KO, you know, versus MVP and Lashley story or something. I'm trying to think of what version uh, we get there that can allow for their tag story to continue. And I, to me, that ends up being with Big E sneaking out with the title. But listen, one of these big titles has to change hands at, at day one. And I guess I'll be going with it being the other one. Because I think I'm going to say that Big E sneaks out with this one. That's a fair point that you made, though, about one of these titles having to change hands at uh, at day one. I also don't see Big E losing his championship. But I I don't see Roman losing his championship either. So I'm gonna have to go with uh with Bobby Lashley regains the WWE championship at day one. And and out of this, do you think we'll still get more of a Seth and KO story? I hope so. I hope I hope that their thing is that they, you know, they work together, they weaken Big E a little bit. Bobby Lashley is able to capitalize, and then they're so enraged that they work Bobby Lashley over a little bit too, maybe turning him babyface in the process, who knows, but that by the end of it, they realize that they are stronger as an alliance. Um, even if they can't get the, the big gold for themselves, that they can go after some tag team gold. So we'll see. We'll see. It could end up like that. It could end up a completely different way, most likely a completely different way. But I'm going to go Bobby Lashley. And then we both tipped right. our hand a little bit for this last match. The Universal Championship match, Roman Reigns versus Brock Lesnar. Paul Heyman is not listed as being in anyone's corner for this match. Does he show up, and who walks away with the championship? Um, I think Heyman does show up. I don't know in what capacity, and I don't know that this makes sense, but I am picking Brock Lesnar. How many times can Brock Lesnar lose? Not that many. Roman already got lucky <laughs> once. Brock looks terrific, motivated. You know, no one's wearing a pair of overalls like him right now. Um, I'm going Brock Lesnar. Yeah. How many times can Brock Lesnar lose is a great point. Um, Honestly, I'm going to go one more time, though. I, I feel like Heyman does show up. Um, but and helps noticed, Roman Reigns. Yeah, um, but something that I forgot about, too, though, and I noticed that this match wasn't on the Wikipedia page for day one, but Sami Zayn has an Intercontinental Championship match against Nakamura. I don't know when that is going to happen. Maybe it's going to happen at SmackDown. But Sami Zayn also has a bone to pick with Brock. So... You know, if it's not Heyman who helps Roman win, maybe it's Sami Zayn who, uh, who gets his seat on. Yeah, so who knows? I don't know whether it's by hook or by crook, or, or if he's able to smash him and pin him. I think Roman's going to walk away with the with the Universal Championship come day one. Listen, uh, this is a decent pay per view. Is that the last one? Yeah, that was the last one. Um, this is a decent pay per view. Uh, I'm on paper. I think the top of the card's really good. Um, I'm really curious about the Fatal 4-Way and the Paul Heyman of it all. Um, there's, there's the, the tag matches are awesome. 
on this card. So listen, what do you think they're going to do with the Migos? Do you think Migos are just performing? Man, man, Corey on Monday, he said Migos was leaving their mics at home. So I don't even know if we get a performance out of Migos. Um, I would like to see them perform. Love straightening. think it's a great anthem, especially for this show. So we'll see. Hopefully they perform. If not, hopefully they find a way to get them involved in, in a way that's fun and also makes sense. But And will we see Cardi B? I'm not going to get my hope. I got my hopes up for her at SummerSlam, and it didn't happen. So I'm, I'm not going to get my hopes up for her um, coming in with the Migos. Their appearances is definitely announced. They're coming. Um, I can't see her just showing up for free or for the love. So they would have to also have cut a check for her. Nah, nah, that's not true, though, because she loves wrestling. So if, if her man is just doing something there, I could see her just coming. You can see her just she going and, like, you can see yeah, her just going there. and appear, hanging out. Not not, like, not, I, not going to the show. I could see her going to the show and being there, but I can't see her like doing something on screen. No, 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 not on screen. Yeah, uh, I know you're no. right. That there, she's getting advertised and paid for that. That's for sure. I could yeah. see her be sitting in the crowd though. Oh, for sure, for sure. <laughs> and in that respect, yeah, we're guaranteed to see a Cardi B sighting. And if if it's going to be like I would she's front row, I, I would that behind would the so. announce table. Now, um, <laughs> by the way, how so? Uh, how was how did how was your review of the insecure finale, SGJ? I I really liked that that finale. I thought it was one of the better finales that I've seen in a long time. Certainly better than Game of Thrones. They put they put a bow on everything um, quite nicely, and they they really sort of left us wanting more, right? And especially like how they went through the years and everybody's birthday. I thought it was dope how it came full circle for Issa and Lawrence. How the first episode, he ruined her birthday, and then the last episode, they're celebrating her wow, birthday. You're, you're really, you're really not, you're not, you're just throwing spoilers right out the window. Don't even, don't even worry about it for the people who haven't gotten to it yet. Listen, My if God. you haven't, if you haven't seen it, you have to. Curb finale was 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 hilarious too. I thought the <laughs> curb, first. I thought curb was, I thought curb was damn, damn good. I don't know if I thought it was as good as Zach did in our group chat. He said it was like incredible. Thought it was good. That was really good. I thought overall the season showed. At first, I had doubts, but Larry still had gas in the tank. Yeah, yeah. I think. Always. I think. I think we will look back at at how good Tracy Ullman and JB Smoove were this season. Yeah. Um, Tracy Ullman, I, I forget how funny she is. Like she's she's always been hilarious. Yo, she is. She's super funny. And I thought there was even more they could have done with Leon living with Jeff and Susie. Like, I, I thought there's a chance they keep that going if there's another season. Although, <laughs> Leon straight up proposition is. <laughs> oh, yeah. That was. <laughs> if you want to, if you want to put highway some highway miles. miles. <laughs> Yo, that was. Yo, no, this this season oh in the end, God. it really it it really picked up in the end. And I'm not an insecure regular. I'm an in and out insecure person. But Natalie watches, and I was watching some of the finale, and I did like the way they the way that they did like jumping years down the road, sort of six feet under ish in some ways. Very tough comparison for you to try to compare that to Game of Thrones. A lot. A much more Listen, complicated was... tie-up in in Game of Thrones. <laughs> you can so, really do so anything easy. you want with Insecure. 
It's like not really though, because Lawrence Lawrence had a baby on her and all of that, and they broke up, and Nate was there for this season, so it looked no, like no. No, but I'm just saying they're regular way. humans. They're regular humans where it can get wrapped up, like in any realistic way that life gets tied up, and people right. could either be happy with it or not. The tie up on Game of Thrones, I thought, was so hard to do. There was almost no scenario in which people were not going to be tight. Almost none. And it well, was cheesy. It was cheesy. But I was like, hey, they're trying to tie up this thing. They're trying to stop a ship. This ship has been moving for seven yeah. years, and it moves hard and fast. And they're like, we are stopping the Titanic right now. It's yeah. it's It was a tough spot. But I did think the Insecure, the, the way it was done, was was unique and cool. And they left us, they left us wanting more, which, I mean... That's the best way to go out, right? You're definitely on top. That is the way. That is the way. And that's why this is going to be our last episode of Cheap Heat, guys. The new, new, new era. <laughs> good night. Good night. It's, good been a hell, it's been a hell of a run. Um, listen, guys, we just wanted to give you a little something today, a little preview to a tide over till next week. I know we didn't get till to the next tiers year. Of, next year. That's right. I know we didn't get to the tiers of Mage special yet, um, but that is certainly coming. Um, and, uh, we'll do mailbag next week. SGG, do you have any, uh, end of the year black power rankings? I absolutely do. So Rather than go on a, like a, a year-end retrospective, I'm just going to do a traditional Black Power Rankings, but I'm going to spotlight some people that haven't been spotlighted that often, and this is uh, Trick and Mello and Malcolm Bivens over on NXT 2.0 for that promo that they did during the contract signing, which I thought was absolutely hilarious. It is must-see. And for those of you who haven't seen it, uh, Malcolm Bivens leads a stable called The Diamond Mine. Roderick Strong is the leader. He has a unification match against uh, Carmelo Hayes, the NXT North American Championship, and the NXT Cruiserweight Championship. And Malcolm Bivens, Carmelo Hayes, and Trick Williams, <laughs> they cut what was probably the blackest promo I've ever seen on WWE television. And Malcolm Bivens is acting as the translator to Roderick Strong. So so Roderick says something and then Bivens translates it to to you know African American vernacular. Trick responds and Bivens translates it back to him. And this whole promo goes back and forth like that with them. And, I thought and was, this managed and this managed to not be offensive. No, it was not. It was it was absolutely hilarious. It was beautiful. It was one of the best things I've seen in a while. So just for that alone, they're coming in at one, two, and three. They're they're holding down the whole thing. Um Biv, Trick, and Mello, Black Power Rankings for this week. All right, RosenbergBeats at gmail.com. We'll get to your mail uh, next week when Dipperstein returns with, I'm sure, many complaints about day one. We didn't talk any <laughs> AEW this week, but it's just been too hard to try to get things consumed. I did not watch the Rampage Christmas special. Um, did you see the results? The Was there a big the result? Pol- polarizing result. Uh, oh, Cody no. What was the big new- result? Cody Rhodes is the new TNT champion, and uh, of course uh, that f- split split fans down the middle. Was it, did he win it in like heel fashion or anything, or he just won it straight? He won it straight, but I think just the fact just the fact that he is now three time TNT champion 
and then he won it on Christmas. They made a, a whole big deal out of it, you know, with his family showing up and and the whole. They gotta thing. just turn. Can they just turn him all the way to being just a mega heel? There's the theory that he. There's the theory that he is a heel in the way that Bo Dallas was in NXT, which is that like he's a heel, but he doesn't know it, so he's trying to be like a super. He's leaning into like the I'm a good guy shtick, knowing that nobody likes it, and that's what makes him a heel. I think it's. Hey, you know what? It, it, after enough time. After enough time, that is maybe they're just being really patient and being like, yo, this is what makes him a heel. He's just totally unlikable, but not in the traditional look how bad a guy I am. But yeah, right. you're right in that Bo Dallas, you know, but just a little more nuanced than Bo Dallas was. Yeah, clearly. And and I think what helps what helps push him down the the path of being a heel is that he's also so vocal about being a a VP in AEW. So it's like as much as he says I've earned this and I, you know, I work hard and I got here, he's also the guy with the pen that determines who who does what. At least to some degree, absolutely. All right, guys, uh, don't forget to check me out on the day one kickoff show, which I believe is what it's a six o'clock, right? Seven o'clock pay per view. Yep, special start time, six o'clock or regular start time. I, I don't know. It's hard to say what's special anymore. <laughs> You're Just showing on. It's a special start time. That's right, baby. Just turn on Peacock on Saturday or, or watch it on the YouTube, Hot 97, WWE YouTube channel uh, or Twitter or Twitch, all that stuff. Um, and do us a favor, everyone. Stay mage, enjoy yourself, and definitely take it easy over this New Year's weekend. Happy New Year, everybody. Bret Hart is the greatest professional wrestler in the history of the art form. Mage.